a very warm welcome to this Mastering the Game of Life podcast with your host, Paul Lowe. Paul offers wisdom, insights and tips for living a healthy, meaningful, purposeful life. On the back of overcoming extreme adversity, Paul has a proven track record of achieving life-enhancing results. He offers empowering advice and guidance to help people develop a mindset for success so that they can live with more happiness and prosperity. Through his Mastering the Game of Life podcast and books, Paul also helps people to get their own inspirational messages and powerful stories out into the world, as well as being involved in supporting many charitable organisations in their development, fundraising and projects. Hello listeners and welcome to this Mastering the Game of Life podcast episode. Today, I'm joined by a gentleman from Luxembourg by the name of Keith Amos. Keith, an immensely warm welcome to you, sir. Thank you very much, Paul. Uh, it's not, not like a, a typical European day here. It's, it's sweltering, sweltering. <laughs> yeah, I don't think it's been like a typical European year, whatever that may be. But anyway, well, that's a good point, really. <laughs> we move Perhaps on. I should say North European, yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, anyway, so... Listeners, the point of this podcast conversation between Keith and I is to focus and to dive down a little bit in his around his excellent chapter in the Mastering the Game of Life book. And Keith's chapter is Mentors, Medians and Minotaurs. Keith, all the M's, an intriguing title. Start us off on this uh, this insightful journey, if you will. Well, thanks, Paul. Yes. I'd like to think that uh, that it's it's something different here, um, and it's it's a perspective that actually uh, once I explain it uh, a little more, I think will mean something to to all of you. So that really, when you when you take advice from somebody, um, it's normally somebody who's supportive, somebody who means well, somebody who has your best interests at heart, and we all talk about what motivates us and what makes us feel good. And normally that comes from somebody who I would say is, is a positive person, typically someone who I would class as being a mentor. There's a, there's a second type of person, and that's the type of person who may well throw in, throw in their, their, their sixpence worth uh, of advice, but hasn't necessarily got your best interest at heart, but it's, I would call, neutral. Whether you, do, whether you take their advice or not, they don't really care. And whether you do well or not, it's not really in their interest either. So... I've called that type of person the, the, the median, the person that sits on the fence. But the third character, the third type of, of individual that you're likely to bump into in your life is what I've called the minotaur, the, the, the bull-headed uh, uh, Greek uh, demon that lives in the cage, uh, cave. Sorry. And, and the minotaur really doesn't have your best interests at heart. The minotaur has, I will, I will say masculine, uh, his own interests uh, at heart. And... The minotaur is, is really something that, that we, we can't avoid. We, we don't want to stay around negative people. We don't want to be with, with naysayers and, 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 and negative uh, uh, points of view. But we will face them and we will meet that type of person. So what basically I'm saying in this chapter is that through my life and through most people who are listening to this through their lives, you've met all three types. But don't discount the minotaurs. Because it, when I look back at, uh, and I'm in my 60s now, believe it or not, when I look back at my life, it was the people that were negative and the people that were the minotaurs in my life saying what I couldn't do and what I wouldn't achieve that ultimately helped me to some of my 
my biggest successes and were the most motivating. So I think, I hope if that sums, sums up basically what it's all about. Yeah, three very diverse, well, certainly two polarised on the surface of it, Keith, the uh, the mentors and the minotaurs with the medians, mm. as you <laughs> probably, you know, the, the clues in the description, the median sitting in the middle. Um, yes, exactly. So one of the things, Keith, that I spoke with one of the other co-authors around um, this, for this, um, this metaphor is if we go on life's journey, we change gears. So what mm. you've offered there is potentially three gears. Is mm. it true, isn't it true that in general terms that, you know, we go through life and, and you know, sometimes we'll go uphill and or the road will be dark and, and, and bendy and windy and we don't know what's... But we go through different gears, Keith. I mean, is it fair to say that, you know, with these people in our life, one minute we might be in first gear, that's, you know, the lowest gear, so that might, you know, metaphorically be the minotaur. Then we'll change mm. to the second, which is the median. Then we'll go into top gear because life's running smoothly, which is our mentor. I mean, do we keep changing gears as we go through life? I think we do. I'm not sure that precisely would would uh, would, would cover it in this one, Paul, because I, I figure that as we go through all our different stages and as we meet each of these different types, we could actually be in first, second or third gear, so to speak. It's your reaction to that person or that or the events that are going on in your life at that time, which are also very critical. Mm. So if you go through a very negative period in your life and, and things are not going well for you, you know, to bump into a minotaur is going to actually pull you down still further, potentially. Mm. If however you're feeling quite confident and you're easy, you, you know, you're more things are really going quite well for you in general terms, and you bump into a negative personality, that's when you can possibly use their negativity to to provide the motivation that you need to do even better. So uh, I think we're all in different gears at different times, perhaps in different times of the day, let alone in different times of our life. Um, and it's our receptiveness to those people, those various people at these different times that's important. So I think, I think that's what I, would, what I would say, is that at, at, at times when you're riding on, on top of the world and you feel everything is going well for you, you will more easily shake off any negativity. And, and in, the, in, the, in the chapter, I talk about, for example, uh, an individual that had said to me at one point, yeah, you know what, um, uh, I've tried to do a PhD in my time and, uh, you know, I, I, it was a lot too, too hard work for me. Um, I couldn't do it. I couldn't achieve it. And what they were really saying to me was at that time I'd approached them and said, you know, I'd like to try this. I think this is something I really want to do. It's, a, uh, it's, it's difficult. I know it'll take many years, but it's something that I'd like to really like to like to do. So at the end of my life, I can look back and say I've achieved it. And this individual's negativity was at that moment when I was feeling quite fired up, was actually a real driving force. It really persuaded me that, well, I'll show you, I will actually do this now. <laughs> the fact that you couldn't do it doesn't mean that I can't. Uh, so, so there you are, you see, depending on your frame of mind, had I been perhaps less, less pumped up and feeling very bad and very, um, I don't know, weak-willed at that time, I perhaps might have taken what he said and thought, oh yeah, you're probably right. I won't, I won't ever achieve that and given up. So it's, it's how it's also, it's not only them and their perspective, but it's also how you are at that point in your life when you meet them. Mm. So that nicely segues Keith, uh, Dr. Keith Amos, if, uh, if we're going to be totally correct in addressing mm. your title. You still got that bad knee. I'll have a look at that for you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
doctor of, <laughs> doctor of philosophy. I Indeed. did a, I did a, a first aid certificate, a one day first aid certificate, hey. Keith, years ago. Does that qualify me now as a doctor? I think so. I think so. I think you're on. I think you're on the list. Yeah. So I'll self-diagnose then on that one. <laughs> I'll keep the fees down if it's all the same. I've heard people in Luxembourg can be quite uh, pricey. Um, and it's, 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 it's a costly little place to live, that's for sure. <laughs> and on that quality note, um, around your PhD, around your doctorate, mm. Keith, mm. Is, was around values, if I'm not mistaken. Yes, it was. Yeah, it was. It was, it was, it was around values. What, what makes people do things that you might otherwise not expect them to do? Mm. And, uh, you know, we, we, one of the things that was, was important, I thought, was you know, when I noticed that some some people, well, I'll take you back to it to a little bit of this. So the, the study really was around people that were working at that time for the North Atlantic Treaty Organization. And the we were back in the days of the former Yugoslavia. And there was military activity over there uh, with NATO. And at a certain point, the, the military had said, uh, the NATO commander had said, you know, we need some civilians to come and help us. We need some drivers. We need some accountants. We need some personnel managers. We need various types of people. Anybody who's working for the organization like to join us? And what was interesting was the type of people that actually did go and join were absolutely the full spectrum. They were old, they were young, they were married, single, had children, didn't have children, and so on. And, and that was an interesting, therefore, um, uh, idea that, that maybe I could look into that and see what is it that drives those people to, to do things. And of course, values is central to, to many things uh, that we do. And certainly believing in the organization, believing that you can help, believing that you can do something worthwhile. These are all personal values that, that people held and, and things that actually motivated them and encouraged them to get up from behind the desk and go over and do something very different from what they would normally do. So I did did have a look at that, and 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 it, later on, that's actually proved very useful in doing what I, what I'm doing now, which is uh, career coaching, and looking at why people will take certain types of work and why they will be happy in some types of work and and less happy in other types. And again, values there is sim quite simple, really. If you if your personal values don't match those of the organisation you work for, the company you work for, and the people you work with, you're unlikely to be happy. It's, it's, it's just simple as that. So if you were a, a vegetarian and you don't wear leather shoes and you, believe in, you don't believe in big business and so on, you'd probably be pretty unhappy if you were working for a, you know, a, a major hamburger chain, shall we say. Mm. So I, I covered a couple of areas there, Paul, but, uh, but that yeah. uh, maybe sums up why I think values are important. Yeah, and the reason I and uh, the reason I started that particular thread, Keith, was obviously you know the focus of this conversation is around mastering the game of life book and your chapter mm. within that. Mm. Is there any connection with values which you studied? Well, obviously to doctorate level, mm. an intensely mm. deep level, and mm. your title of mentors, medians, and minotaurs. I mean, what's what's the relationship there, Keith, or isn't there one? Well, you know, I'd have to, to think about that, Paul, so I'm a little bit on the spot, but I suppose the first thing that comes to mind is there are people out there who, let's take the mentors, there are people out there, family, friends, um, and, and others that you'll meet, teachers, work colleagues, bosses, there are people who have a, a certain kindness, a certain, a certain thing, something about them, which means that they are inclined, their personal values are to help others. So you definitely see that in that sense. 
perhaps at the other end of the scale, looking at our minotaurs, you may well be seeing something more selfish in their in their outlook on life. So their personal values may be more like look after themselves first and others very much later, if at all. So I think there's a, there is a connection there in some way, but I, I wouldn't say that I've looked at that knowingly until you just asked the question. Because mm. I know, I mean, when I, you know, invited and we had a, a conversation about you becoming a, um, a global co-author, Keith, it was my assumption and, and perish the thought that a coach and a mentor assumes I mean, does that not break the first rule in the coaching manual? <laughs> it does, really. It I mean, does. we may as well start throwing in stereotypes now, haven't we? <laughs> um, it does, it does. There is a difference. And uh, although in, in reality, um, you know, the lines are getting very blurred. And uh, But, there, you know, really a, a mentor is if you wanted to learn how to ride a bike, and I'm someone who can perhaps ride a bike, and you came over to see me and said, oh, you've got a bike. I'm learning to ride one. Can you give me any tips? A mentor is someone that would show you and, you know, they'd physically show you and give you advice and guidance as to how to best ride that bicycle. Whereas a coach would probably be saying to you, what is it about riding a bicycle that, 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 that you think you'll achieve or you'll gain? Mm. What's the purpose behind it? So it's a slightly deeper thing. Absolutely. So final question then, Keith, as we start to wind down now, um, Mm. just give us one one sizzle, one takeaway for our listeners around your particular chapter, one of uh, one of 20 20 global co-authors, as I've said. Uh, Give us something, you know, a quick kind of one liner or an insight or a share or or whatever that may be. I mean, I've had the benefit, obviously, of reading your chapter at least two or three times, Mm. Keith, as with the and I know the immense quality and diversity in this book. But give us a little sizzle for the benefit of the listeners, if you will. You'll meet different types of people, but let's just focus on the negatives quickly. Because at that end of the spectrum, at worst, they, they really are unreasonable. They're, they can be vengeful individuals, and they can be powerful, and they can be destructive. Um, however, when you're moving through your, your life at some point, know for, the, for a fact that you will meet them. So be ready because in their vitriol, in their, in their acid, you can actually find something that may be very useful and very helpful for you. Wow. Just to, do you know what I love about those kind of questions, Keith? You know, I call them the elevators. You, we're, in, we're, in, we're in a lift for 30 seconds. Just give me the, and they're so powerful, aren't they? I mean, you, that what piece of insight there, advice, call it what you will. In just a few simple but very direct and powerful words, that's immeasurable. Thank you. Well, Keith. thanks, Paul. I, I do hope so. And thank you very much for the opportunity for this podcast, which is, uh, which is something new for me. And uh, I, I do hope it's been of use. Absolutely. So there we have it, listeners. Keith Amos from Luxembourg, one of 20 global co-authors in the new Mastering the Game of Life book. And all that remains for me now is to sign off the way I usually do by saying, remember, mastering the game of life starts by embracing our hearts. Thanks very much for listening to this Mastering the Game of Life podcast episode. If you found it interesting and helpful, drop a line to Paul via paul at paul-low.com with any thoughts or questions you may have. He'd love to hear from you and he'd be more than happy to respond. Alternatively, check out Paul's website at www.paul-low.com. Remember, 
Mastering the game of life starts by embracing our hearts. 